Hey, folks, I'm Tennessee Brando, and you're listening to If These Hills Could Talk. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. I am super excited to be bringing you this week's episode because I had the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with one of my favorite social commentators, content creators, whatever it is we're calling each other these days, and fellow Midas Touch contributor, Coach D. Uh, he's someone that I've been wanting to have on the show for some time now, and I reached out and asked him, and he didn't hesitate to say yes. And so I was super excited. I've known about it for a while now. I knew I was going to have him on the show, and uh, I've just kind of been keeping it under my hat, or should I say under my bandana, uh, until we got the episode recorded. But uh, i tell you what we're going to do. I'm not going to bore you guys uh, with a lot at the start of the show. I like to just go ahead and uh, jump into these conversations. So you guys go ahead. Check out my conversation with Coach D, and then we'll come back on the other side. We'll talk about it, and I'll give you all the updates of Brando's world. But I think you're really going to enjoy this. Check it out. All right, I'm here with the coach, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk with me. I've been wanting to have you on for quite a while now. We, uh, you're a fellow Midas Touch contributor, and I've enjoyed your stuff on there for a long time, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, likewise. I've enjoyed your stuff. I, I just enjoy being a part of that group, you know, um, me too. watching all the creators on there. It's, it just keeps me keeps me engaged, keeps me keeps me educated on everything. It does me too, and I really I, I enjoy uh, learning from everyone else. And uh, it, it's just kind of my go-to place now to when, when things are happening in the world and there's so much going on we can talk about. Uh, but it's, yeah. that's just kind of my place to go, and I'll kind of get the daily updates from, from Ben and, and people like that. And then as the day goes on, I'll see your videos pop up and Texas Pile and different ones, and mm-hmm. I always love hearing everyone's perspective on things. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you know, here we are, you know, we, we wouldn't have, like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we would have never considered ourselves content creators, but here we are. So I always ask people this question, you know, how did you, how did you come to be where we're at today? Yeah, it's funny you say that because I have daughters who are 22 and 18 years old. And when they think of their 48 year old dad as a content creator, that's not quite the uh, yeah. <laughs> thing that they think of, right? But um no, I, I have a degree in broadcast journalism. Um, I did some local television, local local sports and stuff like that um, right out of college. Then went back to school to get my master's in kinesiology. Um, and, and so, like, I've always wanted to kind of come back to, you know, just just creating, you know, doing yeah. doing art, doing, you know, talking, all that. So it's kind of been a part of my, you know, my journey. But, um, you know, my, my family, we started doing TikToks, um, like kind of like dancing videos. My wife and I would do like whatever trending, you know, funny co- comedy skits that were out there. We would do a lot of those types of things. And, um, and it was fun, you know, it was just something for us to do. And I honestly, like, I kind of blew up on TikTok a lot, a little bit during that. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was um, then the George Floyd thing happened, right? And yeah. so um, I did one one TikTok where I just said, "Hey, you know, if 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 a friend of mine and 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 a couple of friends and myself held someone down, or you know, and 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 watched this person die, yeah, like we'd be in we'd be in prison right now, you know." Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I don't understand why these police officers haven't been arrested and so forth. And so that that kind of blew up, you know, that yeah. one post blew up. And I think I went from like 80,000 followers to like 120,000 followers in like a couple of days. Yeah. And everyone who saw that video were like, we think you need to do more videos like this. Like, you know, we want to hear your voice on these topics. And so then I started kind of fusing that in with... um 
with like the family videos. And then I just was like, you know, you start getting kind of some hate mail and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like, okay, I don't want my family associated with this anymore. So I started to just like, you know, with the TikTok algorithm, the TikTok algorithm is like, listen, you're either you're either going to be a social justice guy or you're going to be a funny dancing guy, but you're not <laughs> yeah. going to be both, you know? And yeah. so they just like suppress like the content that they don't want to see from you anymore or or yeah. you're not doing enough of that. So it changed. So, yeah. Um, so that's what kind of got me here. You know, I just started to speak out a lot on on social issues and then it kind of got me to speak out on like all types of political issues and everything. And so, you know, I guess that's, that's what got me here today. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's really cool to hear. Cause I've, I've kind of got a similar story. Mine started out the same way with TikTok. You know, I just, I'm a musician and have been for 25 years and mm-hmm. I just started putting music clips on at first, you know, um, clips of me in the studio playing a guitar solo or something like that. And I mm-hmm. might've had like 300 followers, something like that. I don't even think I'd hit a thousand yet, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a friend of mine doing some kind of social commentary, just like kind of, you know, just talking about things that happened. And um, one day I kind of started doing that just a little bit, kind of dipping my toes in just a little and nothing really happened. Cause like you said, I probably wouldn't hit in their algorithm yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> then one day I, I just did a reaction video to Kyle Rittenhouse when he was found not guilty or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I reacted to that verdict and it was kind of the same thing with you and the George Floyd thing. It, that was the one for me that blew and, and I kind of did the same thing. That's that's why I kind of dropped the music from it for a while and started going this direction. So, yeah, TikTok mm-hmm. will definitely steer you where they want you to go. I've learned that, like, even if, like, I mentioned, like, if I mention this podcast, if I go in there tomorrow and say, hey, I had Coach D on the podcast, you guys go check it out, that video will get, like, 50 or 60 views. Yeah. But, you know, it's so frustrating because then if you – but if you go out there and do what – if you stay in your lane, <laughs> you, you yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's what I've learned also because even my athletes, um, I try not to have them, you know, I mean they find my TikTok now and everything, but they used to be they used to love it that I was kind of, you know, TikTok famous in in their eyes, you know, um yeah. doing like dance videos, doing like athletic videos or whatever. And so they would always want me in on their videos. Well now I don't have that same platform, so I try not to like even have them, you know, know about my TikTok too much. Um, it's just, it's just a weird thing because like, yeah, I'm a college professor. I'm a coach. Obviously I could have my own life and everything, but I'm also out recruiting and stuff and I don't want to, you know, alienate, um, you know, people and stuff like that. So it's, it's been a, it's been a weird, weird road, but, but, you know, I, I think these issues are important. And so I'm going to keep speaking out on them. And I, and I've, and I've, I've told parents, I I live in a very conservative area, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I tell them, listen, you guys know who I am. I'm going to still be the best coach for your, your kid, no matter what your political beliefs are. But if you, if you choose to venture to my page, you know, just know that like, this is how I feel about the world and I'm not going to change that no matter what you think of me. And, and if you think I'm still the best coach for your, your, your kid, then, then send them to my school. And so um, it hasn't been a problem. I, I I'm a good person. And I think people see that. And uh, regardless if they disagree with me politically or not, um, they know that I'm, I'm a stand up person. So that's, that's really cool, man. That's cool to hear. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, going back to George Floyd for a minute, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm 43 years old and uh, I, mm-hmm. I grew up right here on the, you know, border of Tennessee and Kentucky. So I, I was born in Tennessee. I went to school in Kentucky. I live in Tennessee now. I'm like right literally on the line, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was growing up, man, like there was no black kids in my grade school at all. 
Uh, mm-hmm. There wasn't actually any until I got up in middle school, and there might have been two. And then when I got up into a high school that had around 500 students, there might have been two or three. There might have been one of my – I think there was one in my graduating class. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was not something, you know, I wasn't exposed to. I just grew up here in our version of things, you know, and, and raised mm-hmm. by people telling me those things. And then I don't know, it seemed like for, for me – uh, 2020 was kind of like the, the wake up call that, Hey, wait a minute, you know, you've been kind of naive in the Mm -hmm. sense that, you know, I thought things were getting better. Um, and then it seemed like to me, it just felt like things were getting so much worse or it's how it felt. And I saw my dad who's, who's 71 years old. I I never forget his reaction to George Floyd. It was kind of like a 180, you know, my dad's a white guy grew up here in Kentucky his whole life. And I'm not going to say that he's not said certain things he shouldn't have said before, but I just remember mm-hmm. when you saw that, I remember his reaction being like, this is really messed up. This ain't right. It was like, a, it was like a wake up call for people like us. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine what that felt like for you. Um, watching that all unfold. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like um, it, as much as when you grow up in a black community, you've seen a lot of bad things, right? You've, you've seen the relationship that your dad and your uncles and, and your older brothers have had with the police department. So you know it's there. Mm-hmm. But seeing that, the way we saw it, yeah. that, 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 still, that, that still changed, you know, me a little bit, you know? And so, yeah, like that was just like, and, and I mean, again, I, I've, I've seen, heard, you know, experienced a lot of things. Yeah. But that, that was disgusting. That was hard to watch. It truly um, was. I still have friends. What's that? It truly was. Yeah. I still have friends today that say, like, I can't even watch that entire video. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was very hard for me. And so my response to it was, was genuine. And it was, you know, I just, I just turned the camera on and said what I had to say. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that, that was hard. And so I don't know, for me, it's like, I feel like I would be doing a disservice to like, like black people to like my community to, you know, progressive people, if I weren't speaking out, I feel like because I grew up, so I'm, I, I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, I'm 48 years old. So I grew up in New Orleans, I moved to California in, um, in 88 when I was uh, 13 years old, um, 13, 14 years old. And um, I am a, I am one of like, so I would have been like the black guy at your school. Right. And, um, and I feel like as a person who grew up where I grew up in a very conservative area, um, most of the people here see me as a successful person because more for a couple of reasons, I was a very good athlete. I went away to college and was a very good athlete. Um, I ran at the, you know, the U.S. Nationals. I was, you know, one of the top ranked sprinters in the world at a time. And so, like, I feel like a lot of white conservatives want to like to dismiss like um, black voices because like it's easy to dismiss someone who you don't know. It's easy to dismiss someone who you think, you know, um, is ghetto or whatever. Um, But with me my the people I grew up with the people who know my family the people my daughters are now both very successful track and field athletes as well um they have to look at me and they have to say I I have to listen to 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 Demetrius because yeah he he's someone who we can't just dismiss his voice because we know the guy is smart we know the guy is successful we know he's not like some like person who's just like like 
isn't out there working hard and trying to blame the system. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like when they look at me, they have to say like, if this dude who we know is a pretty stand up successful dude is saying like these things exist, then we got to listen and they must exist. Yeah. And so if I don't, if I don't speak up, I feel like I'm doing my community a disservice because people need to hear the voice voices like mine. Yeah. You know, if that makes sense to you. It, it makes perfect sense, man. And I, I you know, one thing, you know, I, like I said earlier, I was a musician for 25 years and I was out there playing music and there was, like you said, there's just so much to be talking about. And I felt like I, I got to a point where I started telling my friends, I was like, you know, I was like the issues at hand that I would really love to be talking about are more important than somebody dropping a tip in my tip bucket to sing a cover song that they've heard 50 times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it just mm-hmm. got to this point where I was like, I remember one of the last shows I played I looked at my tip bucket and it was full <laughs> and I thought, you know, if I had went off on some rants about some things I've been wanting to talk about that it'd be empty, but I was like, I, you know, it just, it's not worth it to me anymore to sit here and, and be this form of entertainment. Knowing mm-hmm. when I speak out, I'm going to make, I am going to, I knew, I, I knew I was going to alienate people the minute I started talking. I knew that I was kind of going to pretty much start all over from scratch with a, with a different following. And that's pretty much what happened. But like you said, I just felt like that those issues were, we're too important right now with everything going on in the world for people to, to be sitting back being quiet about it. It just makes no sense to me. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, there was, there was definitely a time in there where it was weird for me because the community I'm in and having these people seem like, so I have a friend who's pretty conservative or he used to be, and he's starting to kind of come around my way a lot more um, because he, you know, he's he's a successful business person. He's around a lot of like um, conservative kind of Trumper type people. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, dude, I can't stand them. It's crazy, you know, but but he will tell me sometimes, yeah, I run into people, you know, in town and they they'll ask about, you know, the videos that you post and stuff, you know, and um, and he and he tells him, you know, you maybe you should consider listening to him, you know, maybe you should yeah. consider like really taking like a deep dive into like some of the stuff and everything, you know, so it's I, I like having him for perspective because, you know, th- I'm wrong sometimes, you know, what I mean, yeah. like I don't pretend that I'm always right. And, and yeah. when I'm wrong or when or when I can use some perspective from the other side, like he's a person I go to because he's not like, you know, in this whole like cult culture of the, yeah. the Trump type of deal and everything like he he does look at things more objectively. And and like a lot of people like. I grew up in this conservative community and full disclosure, I consider myself a black conservative, probably in my early twenties to mid twenties, you know, right around my thirties where I started to realize like the conservatism that I, that I like um, kind of took to was more like fiscal conservatism, you know, like, like I wanted the government to kind of run how I run my house. Like, you know, like we, we budget our money. We, 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 you know, we make decisions based on that. Then I started to realize though, like, that's not what 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 conservatives are. They don't they don't believe in that. They yeah. they want to spend as much as Democrats do. They just don't want to tax anyone to pay for it. They want to they want to take away from poor people to pay for these things that they're spending on. Exactly. And so I started to realize like I believe in like fiscal conservatism, but not at the expense of like not paying people livable wages and not yeah. you know not um not not helping people pay for healthcare and college and things like that. So I tell my friends all the time who are conservative, I'm actually way more conservative than you are. Yeah. Like in the sense of like, like 
I believe in like, yeah, there should be checks and balances in the government, but by like taxing people who deserve to be taxed more. Yeah. You know? Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because like, if I I could guarantee you this right now, both my daughters were 4.3 students, right? Yeah. In a community where like, there are still not a lot of black people. Yeah. Um, Both my daughters, you know, are are scholarship, you know, um, division one athletes. Um, I can almost guarantee you that a lot of people who may consider themselves conservative don't run a house the way I run my house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a lot of like fake conservatives. Like I always say to people who are conservative a lot of time, you guys are very conservative until it hits your house. Exactly. Like I know people right now who are like, we should, you know, we should, you know, let's not feed people in prison. We should treat them tougher. But as soon as someone they know goes to prison, yeah. oh, why are they getting treated? It's it's like the January Sixers, right? Yeah. Like, we want tough, let's be tough on prisoners. Yeah. Until they were insurrectionists on January 6th. And now all of a sudden it's like, why aren't they getting blankets? Like, why, 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 why are those living conditions so bad? Bro, those living conditions have been bad for decades and yeah. y'all didn't care. Exactly. That's that's so true, man. I see a lot of that where where I live too. I see a lot of it. it Like you said, it has to hit them before they seem to to care about it. And I feel like a lot of conservatism these days, it's just all talking points. It's all cliches. It's all, Mm -hmm. it's like gimmicks and stage props to me. And there's, and when you really like, you know, I had an uncle that was, that was a Democrat, but he said almost word for word, exactly what you said just a minute ago. He was like, all my life, I thought I was conservative because of how I run my family, because of how I, how I budget, you know, he, mm-hmm. it, when, like on, on paper, their ideas are one thing, but then the way they portray it is completely something different, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it mm-hmm. feels like it all becomes a talking point, but I've seen like here where I'm from, you know, I, I can, when I go back to like Trump in 2016, uh, I say to myself, okay, I, I, I do understand that there was a large group of people who felt like the government didn't work for them anymore. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of people who had a lot of distrust in the government. And there was a lot of people that wanted to see something different because, you know, we had been in our, in our lifetimes, you know, we, we had saw Bushes and Clintons in the white house and, you know, we were about to see a possibly another Clinton presidency. And so, you know, it was one of those things where I can look back at that time and I, I'm not going to necessarily say give a pass, but I can, I can understand why that they may have went that way then, because I, mm-hmm. I, back then I, at the same time, I was, I was for Bernie Sanders and I was wanting something different. You know, uh-huh. so, so I can see that, but then for for them to still be there today, of uh, yeah. to still be there hanging on, that's the part that I personally can't wrap my head around. I agree. I, I just I don't get it. It's so hard sometimes. Uh, I've had family members, um, at least my wife's family members or my 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 sister's family members, just in laws and stuff like that, who have said things around me that I've just been like where I've had to like check them you know and some of the things that they've said have just been absolutely ignorant you yeah. know and I'm like how do you believe that yeah you know like like if you want to argue I mean I can I will I will all day say hey if you if you really believe that you're a Donald Trump conservative or a Donald Trump you know Republican because you believed that he was going to lower your taxes. That is a constructive conversation we can have. Yeah. But when I'm sitting with someone at Thanksgiving, right. And they're saying, you know, Joe Biden's going to be arrested on inauguration day. Right. And I'm like, what? 
Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you a straight up, there's an honest to goodness story right here. So I'm sitting with my brother-in-law and his brother. And my brother-in-law's brother says, yeah, Joe Biden's going to get arrested on inauguration day. He goes, I guarantee you Trump's going to be president again. I said, that's about the dumbest thing you could ever say. And I'm glad you said it in front of me and not in front of other people. Don't ever say that out loud again. And he's like, oh, what the heck, man? Like, we, he's like, he's like, he's like, what news stations do you listen? Do you watch? And I knew right then he was asking that question because he was going to say, yeah, those are all fake news. Yeah. So I say to him, I say, oh, I watch CNN, Fox News, Newsmax and OAN. He's like, oh, you watch Newsmax? Oh, and he had just bet. So my my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, is kind of is conservative as well. He had just bet him. He, I'll bet you five bucks Donald Trump's going to be president. And my brother-in-law is like, dude, listen, I wanted Donald Trump to be president also, but it's not going to happen, right? So when he asked me who I, who I watch, and I say to him, Newsmax, OAN, and, and, and Fox News, he goes, why didn't you tell me you watched them before I bet him $5? He's like, so you watch them, and you still don't believe that. Donald, that Donald Trump's going to be president? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and it's just crazy to me that he thought, yeah. like if I would have said CNN, he would just go, yeah, those are fake news. You don't know. Yeah. But because I said to him, oh, I watched the ones you watched too. Yeah. And I still don't believe it. He believed me. Like that was how easy it was to like sway him. Yeah. It's just, and so when, when I have people in my life who do that, I'm just like, I don't, I, I'm, I have a hard time with like understanding how someone can be a professional like this guy holds a good job mm -hmm. is a good husband and father but to fall for some of this stuff yeah but then but then you look at it and you've like clarence thomas's wife yeah fell for this stuff too yeah like you have some of the most like so i don't know i guess i'm trying to get from you like wh why do you I, I i can't figure it out yeah it's just gotta be the cult right i've watched enough stuff on like yeah. how people fall for these things and it's just got to be that to me I, it, I don't know it does and you know like in, in the beginning i'll be honest with you in the beginning i felt really when i first started doing you know content and stuff like that i, I felt mm -hmm. bad saying the word cult and I, yeah. I tried to steer from it for a while I, I tried my best to not use that word uh, yeah but as time went on it's the only way that i could explain their behavior it's the only way that i could explain their reasoning because i'm like it like I, one story I have, and I've probably told on the show to other guests before. I may have told it before on the show, but at the time, uh, uh, during January 6th, I was working in a, in a little small uh, factory. It was like a little small warehouse. There's like me and six other guys in our room, you know, mm -hmm. and there's just one guy that sits and tells us all week long how that they're going to overturn it. They're going to give it back to Trump. Now you're going to see, they're going to do it. And he says to me, he says, man, he says, if they don't turn this thing around and give it back to Trump, he said, you're going to see a level of redneck in this country like you've never seen before. We're going to go up there. We're going to take over. We're going to take it back. We're going to make them. You know, he, that, that's what he's saying to me. And I'm going, okay, mm -hmm, if that's mm -hmm. what you believe. And we come back into work the next day <laughs> after January 6th, come back in the next day. And there he stands. And I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear his reaction to the whole thing. And he said, that wasn't us, man. That, that, that was Black Lives Matter. That was Antifa. Ah. And I'm going, and I, he, I made him so mad because all I said to him was, I said, man, I said, uh, that's funny you say that. I said, because just yes, just the other day you told us that we would see a level of redneck like we've never seen before and that you were going to take it back come hell or high water. I was like, and then they did it. And then that's when I began, you know, he got so mad at me, he walked over on the other side of the room and wouldn't work with me the rest of the day. But, uh, <laughs> but I was going, that's when I began saying, I can't not say the word cult anymore because how can you explain that reasonably like 
Shouldn't he have? Yeah. Shouldn't he have said to me, "See there, we did what we said we were." You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and here's absolutely. the thing: I, I'm, I'm, I won't say that I would respect it, but I'm saying I would have more. I could I could understand it better if, if the next day when I showed up, he said, "Yeah, see there, we did what we said we was going to do." I, I I would totally disagree with it, but I would at least say, "Okay, there there's some consistency amongst them," but there's not, and that's that's one of the hardest things that I have trouble with is there's just no consistency anywhere on that side of the argument. Yeah, and I, and I'm with you, man. I I never wanted to use the word cult because I literally know people like I like I've cut off people, and I, I mean that's something we can get into as well. My my wife and I have cut off people in our lives, like cut yeah. them off completely, and and it's been easy. Like you know, like I, yeah. people will be like, oh, you're you're cutting people off over political dispute. No, 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 no. This is over hate. Exactly. This is over pure unfettered hate, and I'm not gonna have you in my life. Like I, um. I had a you know a cousin of my wife's who um, purposely um, when when the whole Black Lives Matter All Lives Matter thing and Donald Trump was saying all this you know horrible stuff about like Colin Kaepernick and other black people you know she purposely posted like a a Trump flag on like her social media and it said. Um, it said like I will always stand for Trump or something, and, yeah. and like one, I don't understand the love for these politicians. Like I listen, I, and I've said this, you've probably seen it in my videos, but like I was, I was pretty damn excited when Barack Obama became president. I'm black, he's yeah. black. It was, it was great. Yeah, I don't own a damn thing with his name on it. Yeah, <laughs> not one. Yeah, and if and if and if you told me, and as much as I was happy that the guy became president. I never became that emotional. If you told me Barack Obama has been indicted freaking four times and has 91 charges, I'd be like, he probably did some of that stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I would be like, because nothing would surprise me about a politician. No, nothing. Exactly. I realize in order to reach that level, you have to be in bed with some things. So, you know, yeah. There's just going to be some things, right? Exactly. And so I just, so, so like, I, I steer clear of that as well, but I just don't understand this love. And so when she did that, we were like, yeah, let's cut her off. Like yeah. the fact that you have a, an African-American cousin-in-law in your life mm -hmm. that you could at least call up and say, Hey, why are you feeling like this? Like yeah. I've seen, like I've known you for years. I've never seen you post these things. Now suddenly you're posting these things. Maybe we should have a conversation about this. Like you have no excuse to just shut that off. Yeah. So we shut that off. We shut him out of our life. Like yeah. haven't talked to him since. Don't care. Don't miss him. If I went to something where they were, um, I wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. You know, if we we went to a family thing or something, I wouldn't talk to these people because you showed me who you were, and I'm happy. Like, and then people. I remember I I made a a video about this one time long time ago where I was basically, you know, one of those type of videos that I do where I'm talking to myself, playing two parts or whatever. Yeah. And and the one person is saying, I can't believe you cut someone off for things they put on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I said, and, you know, I said, yeah, but they were being racist. Yeah. People were like, you know, you're, you're, you're ending a, a relationship with a family member over something they said on, on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, they showed me that they were a racist. Like, yeah. that's different. This isn't like, 
we disagreed on a football team or we disagreed on how many taxes, how much taxes we should be paying or we disagreed on like, should abortion, you know, be allowed at 15 weeks or 18 weeks or whatever. No, yeah. they were racist and I'm black and I don't want, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you're threatening my lifestyle, my my livelihood, my family's well-being. Like that is not someone I want to associate myself with unless yeah. they change that completely. I, I can completely understand that, man. And it's, it's, it's so frustrating on my end of things because um, as a white guy, when I call another white guy racist for saying something or, or I tell him something he said was racist, mm-hmm. uh, I automatically get hit with, well, you're just saying that because you disagree with me. They're like, you liberals always do that. You just, anytime you're losing an argument, you just call us a racist. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not doing it because I'm losing, I feel like I'm losing the argument. I'm not doing it because you disagree with me. I'm doing it because what you just said to me was that. And, yeah. and I've had people say it. I've had people tell me things that I said before was racist. I've had people point out that certain songs I sang in my past was, was, you know, had racial undertones and I didn't realize it, but I never, I never, I always wanted to learn, you know, I always wanted to, to know and do better. That's why a lot of times I've messaged you when I've been in situations where I was, you know, debating with people about this very thing. I've messaged and said, Hey man, how should I react to this? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. because I want to do better about it. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to, I want to. I, I. I. I'm not going to be offended if someone says, "Hey, what you just said is racist, and here's why." Then I want to make a mental note of that and not go back to there. But a lot of people, they want to double down on that, and then they think that because you deleted them or blocked them or cut them out of your life, they want to say, "Oh, he did it because he disagreed," and it's not that at all. Like you said, we can disagree all day. We can have two side arguments over the Cowboys versus the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, it, you can't have two sides over over hate. I don't I don't understand their logic on that. Yeah, and I, and I just I don't I don't care to like make those people feel comfortable. I don't care to like you know I am very proud to tell people why I don't associate with people like that anymore. Yeah, you know it's just just the way it is, man. So um, it yeah. is. I think you know. I just believe in trying to surround myself with, with positive energy and, and around people who, you know, are like-minded people. And I feel like that on our side of the fence, there's enough diversity and there's enough, you know, different beliefs that we can, we can have debates amongst ourselves all day and, and we can agree and disagree on certain things, but I just find it harder and harder, you know, when you got people that I've had people say to me, man, I, I can't count the people that'll reach out to me. I don't know if you get this, but I get people constantly wanting to reach out and, and be on the podcast with me and like, and, and they want to debate me. Man, I'd love to debate you. But what's mm-hmm. funny, they'll come at me with this tone of like, I'd love to debate you, you libtard. I'd put you in your place. I'd show yeah. you, you know, I'd expose you for the fool you are and all this stuff. And I'm saying to myself, okay, why would I want to turn over my, my platform to you? Why would I want to turn that over to you when all you're going to do is try to, you're going to come at me like that. And you said to me that you're against democracy. You said to me that you're, you know, that you, you, you believe the January 6th people were innocent, all these things. You, you, you think Trump's innocent and all these things. It's like, how can I turn it over? I mean, I, I actually kind of, part of me feels a little bit bad because I wish that I could debate with folks like that. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want this to turn into a shouting match between two people just to see who can insult one the loudest and then declare themselves the winner and go home, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I've, 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 um, I would say in my time doing all this, I've jumped on a, um, I jumped on a live one time with a conservative and it was a bunch of conservatives basically versus me. Yeah. Um, And, and 
the the guy on there just basically tried to filibuster everything I said. So yeah. he would he would jump in and start talking, trying to talk over me, and then just talk a bunch because mm-hmm. he knew he didn't really have an answer for like my questions. Anytime I debate someone, yeah, I ask questions. I want answers. If you don't give me those answers, I'm gonna go back and point to the fact that you didn't answer those questions. And I think yeah. it's because you're disingenuous or you're not arguing in good faith. But I found that. I have no, there's no point in debating these people. If someone tells me they, I've had people say they want to debate me and I'll say, let's go live then. Because the one thing I don't want to do, I don't like the in comments type of stuff because these people have time to Google a couple of things and stuff. I want to go live. I want to go face to face because I have yet to meet someone who didn't have to jump on a computer and start looking up (laughs) nonsense to try yeah. and back themselves up. Like a lot of these people just don't carry the amount of knowledge that, I mean, you and I, we, we have to do yeah. a lot of research, a lot of looking into things. Like I've watched your stuff and I, and I respect what you do. And I think it's because it, it's easy. It, it would be easy for us um, to, to, to monetize TikTok and to monetize a lot of things more if we just went out and yelled liberal talking points, no yeah. matter if they were, because listen, I realize, right? Like most people who watch my stuff, what they typically say is, I like your demeanor. I like the way that you're just calm and you deliver it. And you don't need to like say like hyperbole, things to like, you know, mm. get your point across. Yeah. But when I have, and I've, and I could probably say I've cussed five times in my videos in three years, right? Yeah. The times I cuss, I get some yeah. of the most far left people like, yeah, you tell them, you know, um, yeah. because they, they like that more. They would rather mm-hmm. see me get angry, call these people every F word and all that and stuff. And I'm yeah. not going to do it, but that yeah. would be the easiest road for me to make a bunch of money and, and, and shoot up because that's what people like to see. And we, we all know creators who might do that. Some of it yeah. is genuine. Some of it isn't. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, um, what was I saying there? Why was I saying that? Um, I think uh, the thing that I like to do is just I like to be genuine. I like to make sure that what I'm saying has been fact checked a few times. I tell my followers all the time, sometimes I'm going to be a day or so late to stuff because I I, I took my time to look it up and make sure it was true. You know, so um, I'm not just going to be and I'm not going to be a mouthpiece for anybody. I'm not going to be, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten, I've, I've been contacted by other people, other companies, um, people in the white house about doing things for them or Mm -hmm. on their behalf. And, and I've said, you know, here's the deal. Um, I want to be able to criticize Joe Biden if I want to. Yeah. I want to be able to criticize liberals if I want to. I want to be able to criticize progressive if I want to. And and I have a career, so I don't need your money. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice if someone wants to, you know, pay me or or sponsor me, but not at the expense of me not saying how I really feel. Just not going to do it. I could really respect that, man. That's that's awesome. Um, It really is. I wanted to circle back to something you said a minute ago when you was talking about uh, you know, you said when you debate someone and you ask them a question, you want answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure you did a video not long ago about Trump. And I'm trying I was sitting here trying to remember what it was. Was it where he was talking about abortion? Um, how they were 
they were killing babies after birth. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that you that did the video about that where yep. he was like, like, I wish they would they would hold him accountable right there in the chair yep. in the moment? It, yes, right there in the moment. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That was me. I always say that. I get so tired of watching these 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 people not like say, do you have any proof of that? Like that's not something you just go to the next question on. I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like <laughs> where have you seen like Mr. Trump, where have yeah. you seen this? Yeah. What proof do you have that a woman had gave birth, put the baby to the side? conferred with the doctor and then decide to kill the baby like you don't just get to say that without yeah. backing that up man that's crazy talk you know it it is and 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 what's so crazy too man is that, that, that they will absolutely just believe that because he said it yeah without really oh. digging into it you know <sighs> and and that's that's the part that's so that's so hard to get through uh and such a hard hurdle i feel like for us to get over with it all because they'll, they'll buy into it. And, and I, I hear so many times that you hear what, you know, Trump said, and I'm like, did you ever investigate what Trump said? Cause going back to something you said a minute ago too, I'm, I'm going to question Joe Biden. I'm going to, and I'm, I'm not going to praise every single thing he does. And, and I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to be in a situation where I felt like I had to either. No, yeah. not at all. Do you think, and this might be, I don't, I don't know your, your religious beliefs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I posted a video today of um, it was the uh, I'm sure you saw it. It was the uh, the reawakening thing with they were taking money from yeah. people at the reawakening thing. It was it was uh, Flynn and, and Navarro. Yeah, I did. I saw that. And so like I walked away from religion a while ago mm-hmm. um, because of and, and more like more like organized the church, I should say the church. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like when you've sold people on some of the things they're selling in church, it's way easier to sell them on things that Trump says and does. Yeah, it is. Does that make sense? Like, yes, it does. When when you can get someone to believe some of the things that I don't, I don't want to get deep into this on your podcast, but no, go go for it, man. <laughs> um, like my belief in this stuff is like I, I grew up in the church, man. Like I grew, I learned yeah, how to play the church. Um, yeah, I learned how to play the piano in the church. I learned how to sing in the church. I, like my my musical background comes from the church, and I'm not, you know, I play the play a little bit of the drums. Um, I play a little bit of piano. I have a guitar here, man, that I bought during COVID. Maybe maybe you can teach me guitar, man. Yeah. Like, if you were, if you yeah. could see it right now, I have a guitar literally in here. But um, yeah. back to what I was saying. Um, I feel like, man, when when you can get people to believe some of the things that are in the Bible that I just can't get next to. Yeah. I feel like it's easy to get someone to believe that JFK Jr., Michael Jackson and Princess Di are still alive and they're going to come back on inauguration day. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I just, and so like, like sometimes I'm like, Hey, there was a point in my life where I stopped believing in Santa Claus. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like some of this stuff is like is like still believing in Santa Claus and believing in like the Easter Bunny, and so like yeah, of course, of course you're gonna believe that. I mean, if Donald yeah. Trump said it, it's true. I, I don't know. I mean, and, and that's it's so hard to get into because I I live in a I'm in a family right now who my my family both sides of it my mother and my sister and them and, and my wife and her family they they really still subscribe to a lot of this stuff 
Yeah. And, and I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. You know, and so um, so when, when I'm asked why do you think people are like that, I go, Well, let's look at some of the things that that they already believe. So why would it be hard to get them to believe that? Exactly. You know. And it, it's really funny you brought that up, man, because I have actually did entire podcast episodes on that very subject. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I walked away I walked away from the church too and um uh, the last time I, I was brought up in church, I went there up till I was like maybe 12 or 13. Then my whole family kind of got out of it for a little while. And then when I met my first wife, she, she went all the time and wanted me to go with her. And so I started going back to this church, uh, for mm-hmm. a while, went for about a year and a half, maybe two years, maybe somewhere like that. And, um, then I walked away from it. That was probably like an Oh two when I walked mm-hmm. away and I haven't been back since. But, uh, if you ever, um, I can't remember if I, I know I sent this to several people, but there's a documentary called till kingdom come, mm-hmm. uh, which is about the very church that I walked out of. And I look back at it now and I go, Holy crap. You know, I was in one of those cults. I didn't realize <laughs> at the time, like I had no mm-hmm. idea at a particular time, but that's what I was sitting under. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if you can, if you can convince people to believe those things, then it's not too far off the mark. That they could that they could be the crowd that would fall into the conspiracy theories. That they would be yeah. the crowd that would fall into believing these things. I don't, I don't think that's unfair to say at all. Like, like to believe that Donald Trump, for instance, is going to rid the world of sex trafficking when yes. he's never even said that. Like, yeah. like the QAnon belief. I remember people telling me this, and I'm like, Donald Trump doesn't even say what you're saying that he's going to yeah. do. Like he's never said it. And then and then and then to believe it now, you believe that he's giving you secret cues. Yeah. Like why I, I and again, I've been at like it's too bad too, because like we were at a we were at like a social event with some some friends a couple years ago when when a guy who is a is a police officer, he's like a county sheriff, tried to convince me of some of the QAnon stuff. This was the first time I had heard of it. Yeah, he, he tells me, he goes, I'm a big Donald Trump fan. I don't know how it came up, but he told me that. And he's all, you know why I am? And I'm like, no, why? And he goes, because the border wall is not about keeping Mexicans out of here. It's about stopping child sex trafficking. And so when he told me this, I had, I had never heard this stuff before. So I'm listening. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. He's like, well, Donald Trump is going to stop child sex trafficking. And there's like a, a cabal of like Hollywood celebrities and and stuff like this. And, and I'm listening like, you know, like none of that surprises me. I have a friend who, who's, who's done some pretty good bit of acting. Um, I've been in, you know, as an athlete and stuff, I've been in enough circles to have seen like some questionable things. So it doesn't, when, when someone tells you that a lot of Hollywood celebrities are, are into like weird sex and stuff, it's not like that's so weird. Like, okay, I can believe that. So, yeah. So then he, I think it was when he tried to convince me though, that like, Oprah Winfrey and Ellen DeGeneres and like Tom Hanks were all on house arrest. And he had saw pictures of them with like these ankle bracelets on. And I said, okay, bro, um, this sounds like crazy stuff now. And, (laughs) and I don't need to hear about it. And and I think it was like the whole, like, um, Oh, the Clintons are drinking, you know, adrenal, I don't know, whatever it is, man, (laughs) kid's blood or whatever. I said, dude, this is stupid. And I said, if you show me a picture that you think is Oprah Winfrey wearing an ankle bracelet, I'm going to show you what Photoshop looks like and how that's easy to do, you know? And so he believed this. And so when I started doing social justice stuff, I made a video about that. And so 
sadly, I mean, not sadly, but what was funny is like, I would just use my first few, few, like probably hundred videos were like conversations I had with actual people who were in my community. And some of them saw the videos and would, would come yeah. in my videos and be like, bro, you're wrong. I'm telling you, man, you just wait. Yeah. I've seen that guy in recent times at like a high school football game in the area. My nephew plays football or my daughter's old track meets or whatever. And I look at him like, yeah, bro, I'm still waiting for this day to come that you told me <laughs> yep. was supposed to come. Like, yep. and these are people, again, this guy holds mm -hmm. a real job, has a real wife, real kids, you know, coaches in the air. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, I, I often make these videos where I say, we walk amongst people right now who believe this stuff. Some of these people are our kids' teachers, yeah. um, the firefighter in our neighborhood, the police officer. Like, they believed, and a lot of them won't admit it nowadays, you know, some of this stuff. But yeah. I can go back to my Facebook DMs right now. And I can yeah. find five people I went to high school with who tried to tell me like, hey, man, you're pretty smart. You should look into this, like this, this, yeah. this QAnon stuff, you know, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I have people do that to me from time to time, man. And I, I sometimes, sometimes I don't even respond uh, mm -hmm. unless it's like, unless it's like a, a person I'm, I'm, I've been closer to in the past that I, that I feel I may should respond to. But I've had people say, oh, since you're doing this, like, you know, you're doing this politics stuff now, and since you're doing this social commentary stuff and you're working for Midas Touch, uh, have you looked into blah, blah, blah? And they'll, they'll start naming some conspiracy like that. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, uh, no, I, I haven't. I haven't went down that rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> you know, I catch myself, that, that happens to me several times. And you, it's kind of hard when you have to back up square one and with, with folks like that and be like, hey, uh, this is why I don't entertain that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of, because I think a lot of people, you know, well, one thing, not, not to change the subject, but kind of along the same lines, what we're saying is uh, going back to the place I used to work. I worked with a guy who, when me and him was talking about music, mm -hmm. uh, talking about movies, books, we had the same taste, like uh, our conversations could be great all day. And then one day he just goes off on this tangent telling me how that, you know, Sandy Hook was all a hoax to take our guns and that, you know, um the, 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 the parents were paid actors and i'm just sitting there like feeling like the energy just drain out of me you know what i mean because mm -hmm. as he's telling me this i'm going man i really really liked you <laughs> like, I, I really enjoyed our conversations i really enjoyed talking about 70s rock music with you <laughs> you know and now we're, we're over here and I, I just remember and then the more and then of course when the pandemic started he starts coming in hey i don't know if you've heard this but this is what they are doing and i'm like oh no and it just seemed like i don't know it, i could literally feel the energy starting to drain and i and i would have a harder time you know, had, had we never had those conversations and I'd have walked away from that job, I would have truly missed the dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But now that I know that, <laughs> I'm like, it's probably best that we parted ways because I would just stand there listening to that and I couldn't even, I'm like, do you really believe that? You really, you know, oh yeah. And, and then he would point, point me to some video or some link or send me something and I'm going, oh God. And it, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I when I when someone, especially someone you, you think, oh, I'm getting along great with this person, mm -hmm. then when you realize they believe these things, I don't know about you, but I just feel the energy start draining out of my body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I listen, I made a video about this too back in the day. People were like, COVID's gonna go away as soon as the election was over. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yep. I would get that from people and I would be like, you realize COVID right now. You can turn on the news. It's in every country. 
You yeah. think all of these countries decided we, we're gonna we're gonna do this with America right now to keep Donald yeah. Trump out? Like yeah. you guys really believe that? Yeah. And so then, so then I remember like when the election was over, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe Biden came out, and he might have said something about like. You know, in this amount, they, there were there were timelines when like we were going to be able to stop wearing masks, wearing, and then we had to go backwards again. And all, but they would like like really try to say, look at look at they're they're getting rid of COVID now, and it yeah. was like, I and I said I remember I did a great video, one of my first videos that really blew up. It was another back and forth one, and I said, and I said something like I was talking to you know another one of those one on ones, right? And I said, so you're telling me that the the the, the that that the Democrats were able yeah. to get a bunch of all these countries in on COVID, yeah. but they couldn't get freaking Hillary Clinton to win one more state to beat freaking Donald Trump. <laughs> like exactly, you're telling me like they yeah. were able to pull all this off, but all Hillary had to do was win like another state or two, and yeah. she'd be president. And they couldn't do that. And yeah. then you go through the same thing now with the election being stolen. I don't know how yeah. many times I've like looked at people and said, "Please tell me how." Joe Biden, and listen, I'll be the first to admit, like Joe Biden is old. And then there's yeah. times when I watch him and I'm like, oh, I wish he wouldn't have said that. Or I wish he would. You're telling me this man somehow orchestrated one of the biggest frauds on the American people. Yeah. And you guys can't prove it. Yeah. No one can prove it. And so my thing is always now, this is what I always tell people anytime I hear this, I say, how can you convince me to vote for Republicans? When they've allowed the Democrats to steal elections, create COVID, <laughs> like you're telling me that your party is weak. Like, yeah, you can't stop Democrats. So why the hell would I vote for you guys? Like, exactly. They've proven over and over again to be way smarter than you, way more conniving than you. Stronger <laughs> than you. Like, why would I vote for you? So I don't get it. Like, you can't tell either. me that Joe Biden is like this just mastermind of everything but at the yeah. same time he can't walk up a flight of stairs you're telling me exactly that's what i was just fixing to say that in the same sentence they'll tell you how that he's in decline and that he can't complete a sentence and then he stutters and that you know and i'm like then how did he pull off all this mastermind level stuff if that's if that's the sh- if that's the shape he's in it i man i don't sometimes i don't think well i know they don't think things through before they say them and that's why they get caught like a, they just get caught up in, in these webs and just keep get tangled more and more in it. Because once you go down, I, I had a friend say something to me years ago and it stuck with me. I never forgot it. Um, we were, we were, you know, and, and I'm sure in, in your life, you've probably entertained a conspiracy theory somewhere. I mean, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, back, you know, learning about JFK and the assassination and we all had questions as to who might've been on the grassy knoll, things like yep. that. Mm-hmm. But, but a buddy of mine said something to me one time and it really stuck with me. He was like, man, he's like, once you fall down into that way of thinking, the conspiracy theory mindset, he said, once you believe in one of them and you strongly believe it, you'll start believing in all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Over time, over time, it'll just become kind of a brand. And it's like, oh, have you heard the newest conspiracy theory? And you'll believe it because you, if you could believe the other, you know, and he's like, I'm not saying that certain things, you know, weren't, you know, sketchy or I mean, there's a lot of things. I'm, I'm not saying that every story we ever heard was 100% accurate or true. For real. Yep. Um, but, you know, once you fall into that mindset is what he was saying. And once he said that to me, um, I began kind of, that was a long time ago he said it. I remember thinking, you know, that, that makes sense because, and then as time went on, 
you know, it went beyond, you know, JFK and RFK and stuff like that. And it went to like, you know, Michelle Obama's a man and stuff of that nature. And you're just going like, what? You know, and I, I remember my friend saying, if you'll believe in one, you'll believe in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I think a lot of it, unfortunately, starts with some of the stuff in, in religious circles. Yeah. I think a lot of it does, man, because, yeah, you're right. I mean, when when I've had, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of them. I When I've had friends say to me, like, you know, COVID's going away as soon as the election's over, or have you seen those those pictures of uh, of Michelle Obama and, like, no, no one can find pictures of her pregnant? Like, that's not true. I don't know why you say that. Like, I've had people, Black dudes that I know who are not on that side of it, watch a video and they're like, man, I don't know. I saw this video and it sure did look like, you know, there were genitals bouncing around in there. I'm like, dude, <laughs> do you know how, like, have you not seen movies? Like, do you not know like, like how the internet works? Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. and, and that's the other thing too. Like, you know, with Barack Obama, like there's still people who believe that like he wasn't born here and all that. And I'm like, if Barack Obama pulled that off, then he deserves to be president because he's way <laughs> smarter than everyone else. <laughs> Exactly. Like he pulled off changing a birth certificate in Hawaii when he was born, and his family had this whole plan. Like when Barack Obama was born, they were gonna yeah. make him president someday. And so all these things were like, if they pulled that off, we should give him four more years, bro. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously, like, yeah, <sighs> no, that's, that's it's, a great it's point. Painful. It, it is, and you know, that's that's something too that. Um, I think, like, I remember I remember exactly where I was when I realized that Trump had been elected. Uh, me and a buddy of mine, a musician friend of mine, it was election day, and uh, we had we had planned, like, maybe a week or so earlier to get together and work on some songs we were writing. And uh, my friend was like, so I, then it rolls around that day, and I realized it's election day. And I was like, hey, man, I don't know if you uh, – I said, we kind of both forgot this. I said, but today's election day. I said, do you want to – do you want to uh, – still get together and work on our music or do you want to just sit and watch the election? He's like, no, he's like, I got a really sick gut feeling about this election. You know, he's like, he's like, I really don't want to watch it. I'd rather just work on music and get my mind off of it. I said, okay. So me and him sat around, we worked on the music and everything. And, uh, and then on the way home, I waited a pretty good ways. I was almost home and it was late at night and I hit my phone and kind of looked at it and I saw people saying that Trump had won. And I just sat there with this sick feeling in the pit of my stomach. And one of the main reasons, man, that I just felt at that time, I was thinking, this man is going to follow Barack Obama. Like, this man is going to follow such an eloquent, one of the most eloquent speakers. I'm not saying he was a perfect president. I'm not saying he was the greatest. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he's following somebody like that. And he's going to take credit for everything he ever done. Mm -hmm. He's going to blame him for everything that he can't do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I just sat there with this sick feeling in my stomach. Like, I really wish that that a Democrat could have followed Barack Obama. And then then you have the Republicans get it back because it just seems so unfair to me that, that, that's, that that's where we would go in history, that we would go from electing the first black president to Donald Trump. Um, I, I, I still remember just the, the sick feeling I had in my stomach that night. It was so crazy, man. I still, to this day, I think, Donald Trump was our president. Yeah. Four years, that guy was our president. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It, 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 it really is, man. It still kills me that I have people in my family who are staunch Christians. Yeah. Who act like that dude 
was a Christian even. Oh, uh, no. And, you know, one of the things that um, I've had family members say to me that are still really staunch Christians and, and, and staunch Trump supporters, for that matter, they'll say to me, like, if, if I point out, you know, the type of person Donald Trump is, they'll say to me, well, you know, in the Bible, uh, the Lord called King David and King David was very immoral. So he called King David to do his work. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys was the same people that when Bill Clinton was president constantly preached about how immoral he was and how we needed yep. a person who had Christian values, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then you, but you give Trump a passport and would, would compare him to King David. And again, I'm like, you know, if you believe in that, if, 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 if the Bible is what you believe in and you believe that is the word of God, um, the one part that I've tried to point out to these people is this, like anytime in the Bible, when Jesus forgave somebody, he would always say, you're forgiven, now go and sin no more. Meaning, don't continue to be the type of person you've been up yeah. to this point. And so it's what's funny about Donald Trump is his behavior hasn't changed for the good at all. If anything, it's gotten worse. Yep. Over time, he gets worse and worse, and then they'll still somehow twist it to tell us that he's doing God's will and that God has called him. And that's, I don't know, it's, 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 it's actually scary to me that people would would put a politician that high on a pedestal if they would believe that the same God that spoke to the apostles and the prophets is now speaking to him. That's, that's, that's pretty scary when you stop and think about it. Yeah. And, and I, and another thing I think too, is like, and I, and I, you know, I, I definitely don't look to like individuals, like anecdotal stories to like prove like anything, but whatever. But I, when I talk to, people and I ask them straight up like how has your life changed because of Donald Trump yeah and it's I don't know like they it's like they they create these like boogie monsters right like the border that every four years Republicans are gonna talk about how open the border is because they want to scare your suburban white people into believing that if they don't vote for Republicans Mexican people are going to be in their neighborhoods you know MS-13 is going to be in your neighborhood all this stuff like they do that every four years then you have transgender athletes right like like they've now conditioned you to believe that there is like a bunch of transgender um, athletes who are taking scholarships away from kids and and like racing all these people and all that when it's like there've been like three, you know? Yeah. Um, they, everything they do, like I was going to do, I'm going to do a video on this in the next day or two, but like everything they do is based around fear. Like they never, they never run on the things they're going to do for you unless it's like, we're going to keep like the fear things out of your neighborhood. Like we're going to keep transgender kids from, from playing volleyball against your daughter. We're going to keep Mexicans from like, coming into your neighborhood. I mean, I posted yeah. a video the other day of this Latinos for Trump lady saying that in the last three years, 55 million, um, you know, people have crossed the border. Like, what the hell, yeah. you know? And you have like, yeah. I have friends who, Mexican friends of mine who are like, you know, now now their whole thing is saying like, you know, all of these, um, um, what, do they, what do they call them? Um, military aged males coming across the border. Yeah. For years, the men in Mexico have left, come here to work, sent money back to their families. Like, this is not new. And now you have Sean Hannity and some of these other people saying, like, you know, we're going to have a terrorist attack in this country. The terrorist attacks in this country come from inside this country. They are white males that are doing this stuff like but we but we keep on talking like Hamas is setting up sleeper cells here we haven't seen it yet but that's what we should be afraid of 
Meanwhile, the people walking into schools and grocery stores and all that are not these people. Yeah. It's it's like, and I think a lot of people that we are around, a lot of the, the people I went to high school with and stuff like that, they have these crazy, insane fears when you yeah. are way more likely to be killed by someone you've grown up with, someone you know, yeah. or someone who looks like you than you would if some person crossing the border. Exactly. That's, that's, a, that's a really good point. And one thing, too, I wanted to talk about as you was talking about that, it came to my mind is, um, is you know, one of the most insulting things that, I, that I've heard, and I, I can't imagine how it would make you feel, but one of the most insulting things that I heard is when, when Trump gets, you know, arrested four times and he gets 91 indictments, then you've got people saying that now he will appeal to black people because now, you know, he's been indicted and they don't see the racism, the racism in that. In that. They yeah. don't see the black. I had a comment, you know, I've I, I really tried to get out of the comment section arguments because a lot of times <laughs> I come away feeling dirtier than when I started. Yeah, yeah. There was a friend of mine who I was really just trying to like. I was like, dude, you 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 don't you, you don't get it, do you? And, and he's like, well, there's a lot of black conservatives on the rise. I see it everywhere. There's a lot of black conservatives speaking out. I'm like, but can't you see just how racist and insulting that was to to insinuate that? No, they can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I don't get it, man. That that one still because I. I think I just did a video about this and I said, you know, you know, while when Colin Kaepernick was calling this stuff out, Donald Trump mm -hmm. was saying, get that son of a bitch out of here. Exactly. People were marching. BLM was marching and black people were in the streets yelling from the rooftops like systemic racism is happening. Racism in the justice system is happening. You guys were like, screw you. It's not happening. Now this dude gets indictments and now you're like, oh, this is what black people have been talking about for 15 years now. No, first of all, we've been talking about it as long as I've been alive for sure. Second of yeah. all, now you notice it. So, okay. So am I going to see you guys marching? Like is Colin <laughs> yeah. Kaepernick going to get an apology and get his job back? Like, how <laughs> yeah. are you guys going to reconcile for this? You know? Oh, you're not because you really don't actually care. Like yeah. you're just using it. And, and to, the fact that they say this and like, I haven't seen an uptick in black people that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's like the black people who have always been conservative or conservative and they're, they're making videos now. I don't think like you're going to see like Republicans get like this bigger black vote now or anything like that. Yeah. But the fact that they're saying this and putting it out there, it it's, it's very damn racist. It's very yeah. damn racist. And if I hear a white person in my circle say that, uh, I'm going to give them a good piece of my mind. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you one bit for that. I, I heard that and I was thinking, just how how low can they go? And, and, and also just how can they not realize the blatant racism in that? You know, I yeah. think most reasonable people, any reasonable person could see it, you know? Yeah. But I feel like that, that that's one of the, the, the saddest part about this whole thing to me is I just feel like that, you know, he empowered those kind of people and continues to do so. And I think the Republican Party you know, they won't distance themselves from that base because they don't want to lose the vote. It's like, you know, you got someone like DeSantis. He started to say a few things against Trump. But I think the reason he's laid back on the ropes and not said as much is he's hoping that something will just go ahead and happen, get Trump out of the race, and then he can capitalize on his audience. Absolutely. You, yeah. you agree. You, you and I agree 100%. I think Ron DeSantis is hoping, is hoping that Trump actually gets arrested. Yeah. He's hoping that Trump gets one of these charges sticks. And so he's like, 
I need to be able to to get those those people because I, you know, I, I I shouldn't, but there's a part of me that wants to see Trump definitely get arrested, mostly because I want to see where the where the where the cult followers go. Yeah. Like, do they decide to just you know what I'm not showing up for DeSantis? Yeah. Or or you know what I'm saying like like it, it's we're we're it's a weird time right now. I mean, you got. The whole thing really with like is. RFK Jr., the stuff mm-hmm. going on with the House Speaker. There's so many, so many stories right now. Like, it's funny, man, because um, and we could probably talk about some of this stuff, stuff off air too. But uh, I guess you know you can, yeah, think this however you want. But um, I, I was telling my wife, you know, um, and my daughter, and we talk about like you know, like you know, TikTok and and, and YouTube and stuff, or TikTok now is like becoming a little bit their their monetization is getting better you know and yeah. um and i've talked to my wife about it and like it's you know it's it, it's it's going in a good direction right yeah and um and i was saying you know sometimes i'm like this is unreal like that i can get on here and i can talk about things and like you know you can you can you know make a little bit of money off of that you know and i said yeah. but at some point you know it's like you're gonna run out of content right you would think mm-hmm. every yeah, single exactly. day i wake up though and it's like Oh wow! Like someone said <laughs> yeah. that, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like Lauren Bolbert, right? I'm like, yes. wow, she really went somewhere and did that. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like this woman has the nerve to every day get on TV and tell everybody how they're sinners and Democrats are demonic and you're sinners and yeah. you're, and she's at a freaking theater on a first date doing what she's doing. And again, I don't care if, if yeah. you you could do that. I'm I yeah. don't judge. But yeah, I don't when you get out and you say those things and then you go and do that. Yeah. Like I'm never gonna let her live that down. She as no, long as you. I'm on Twitter and she posts yeah. stuff, I'm gonna remind her, ah, Lord, yeah. you did this. That video will always be in my archive. Well, like, did you see too the video just recently where she went outside the divorce court with her husband and they were hugging and he was kind of groping her and Yes. Then she squatted down next to the car and smoked a cigarette. Yes. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, you know. I'm, I'm just a dude that does YouTube videos in a small town, but I have people everywhere I go like, hey, you're Tennessee Brando. Hey, you're that guy, you know? Oh, okay, okay. So I feel like people are looking at me in my little old sleepy town here in Cumberland Gap. You know, it's like, it's like I realize people are looking at me, and she's a congresswoman who goes out and does this stuff in public, and then she acts shocked that someone's seen her or someone talked about it or something. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you not see that we're going to call that out? I mean, it's like. Yeah. Like, and see that one, I, I, you know, sometimes I'll read comments and kind of try to get a pulse of like how people feel about it. And I read comments on that video and it, and it, and it, and it felt to me the same way in a way it was like, dang, like if I were having like a, a, a moment like this, right. Where it was like, we just got divorced. I don't know what they're talking about. There was a part of me that thought like, if that were my daughter or it was me and I was just trying to have a moment of like, wow, I can't believe these amount of years we spent together and now it's it's done, yeah. you know, maybe. And so like, there were people who were like, you know what, I don't like her, but this seems a little bit voyeuristic or too much, you know? And I felt mm-hmm. that way. So I didn't post the video and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to, and I just was like, you know what, I won't. But, I, and, and listen, I, I ain't one to give Lauren Bobert a pass at all. Like, if you see my yeah. stuff, like, I go in on her, and I think we all do. Um, <laughs> yeah. This was one time where the pol- I felt like the pulse was, like, a little different. And so I did yeah. it, but I did. I thought the same way as you. Like, I just, I don't like yeah. the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy drives me nuts. And I try to live a life where, like, 
I'm not going to be a hypocrite. You know what I mean? But these people are outwardly happily hypocrites. Yeah, they are. And that's one, that's one too that I I didn't make a video on either. Had had I made one, I thought about it, but had I made one, I was going to kind of come up front, like kind of like you just did. I was going to be like, Hey, look, you know, I've I've been through two divorces. I know they suck. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I, you know, I kind of, I flash back to my first one where me and my first wife literally walked outside. We just sort of shook hands and kind of give each other a light, little lighthearted hug and walked away, you know, and those things suck. So I didn't really want to like, I didn't want to jump on top of that. My, my angle, had I done one, I didn't, but had I done one, it would have been what I just said, which is, you know, you're being watched. Like, you know, people mm-hmm. are going to be watching your every move and, you know, that, that's the only way that I would have approached a video on that subject. I wouldn't have wanted, I, I, I'm like, I'm with you. I kind of felt the pulse on that one too. And went, ah, you know, I, I kind of want to lay out on this one. But one of the things for me, like that I have is, um, you know, like you was talking earlier about how, you know, you might possibly run out of content. Uh, my, my, my thought process a lot of times when I wake up in the morning and go, okay, what am I going to do today? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much going on. Yeah, And I want to have, I've not talked a whole lot about uh, Israel and Palestine right now because I'm still trying to learn about it and still trying to get an understanding of it. Same. Yeah. I don't really want, I really don't want to weigh in until I've got a better understanding of where, I, where it's at, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but my, my thing is I wake up and I see so much going on in the world and then all the other content creators I follow and all the guys on Midas Touch, I, I hear their take. And, and sometimes for me, it's a little bit harder trying to figure out okay, which perspective am I going to give here? Like, which angle am I going to come at it from? Mm-hmm. You know, that, so when, when you, how many videos do you do in a day's time? Now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do like five or six a day. That's cool. The reason and, why is because what I did notice is that I'm starting to realize now with my page, a lot of people that are coming to my page are people who are visiting my page because they want my perspective. So sometimes mm-hmm. I might see like, like, someone that I follow has already done a video on something. So mm-hmm. obviously I don't want to like steal someone's content. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, but I think people, I feel like my perspective, your perspective, like there's times when I'll watch your video of something you're reacting to something I've reacted to. And I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. that's crazy. How like he could have a completely, like you didn't say one thing I said and it yeah. all was great as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like now people follow me from my perspective um but yeah it's so my 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 job to um lends me because i I'm, I'm a professor and i coach and i have a lot of hours that i don't i don't have a lot going on so making five making five two minute videos isn't hard at all for me no i think um i think the biggest thing is that it's 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 important for us to do this i think it's it's almost like i don't i don't want to call it a duty but like when I now when I see, you know, Matt Gates, Lauren Bulver, Carrie Lake, anyone saying something that I think like that needs to be corrected, that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Like, I feel like we have like and like a responsibility now for like our community, for like the movement and everything to like at least you know have something to say about it. You know, yeah. I really feel that way. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, man. I just feel like that. There's so much going on in the world now that um, that to sit back and be quiet, it just feels like we're doing everyone feels like we're doing a disservice to me. And yeah. uh, you know, I understand. I, I have people sometimes say to me, they'll say, "Man, I can't, I can't talk like you, or I can't, or I can't put myself out there the way you do for whatever reason." And I understand that not everybody can do it. Absolutely. Um, but I just feel like that that the more of us that that do, because we all learn from each other. 
you know, and, you know, it, I'll hear your perspective on things and, and then, you know, I'll hear Texas Paul or different, different TikTok people that I follow, or I hear their perspective and I listen to different podcasts and I don't know, we're, we're at least we're in a place now with, with the world the way it is, we're in a place where you know, we can get our voices out there and, and we may have to wade through a lot of people trying to muddy the water on us. But I think as long as we keep talking and keep pushing forward, we'll, we'll be on the right side of history when it's over at least. Absolutely, man. I agree. I have no, no doubt in my mind that I'm on the right side of these things. Like I, I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't. And I, and I don't feel like I have to be disingenuous or make things up or, 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 you know, um, you know, just try to be loud or anything like that. I feel like, when I turn the camera on, I'm going to say really how I feel and not like what I feel like people are going to want to hear or what's going to go viral or anything like that. Um, it's going to be genuine. And, and and that's why you don't see me talk about everything. There are things that I don't talk about or like you said, I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm studying up on it. So I feel the yeah. same way about, you know, Hamas and Israel and the Palestinian people and everything that, you know, I'm still like trying to dive into that and, and, and just yeah. understand it more before I go talking about it too much. Yeah, there, there's times too, man, where I've 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 been sitting back trying to get my I've been trying to just educate myself on it and learn about it, and you'll have these people throwing all this stuff at you like they know it to be 100% true, and I'm like, this story just broke, like this yeah. literally just broke, and you've already got all the answers. Yeah, given to me that quick that that's impossible, and I and I'll say that for the left too, you know, I was like, there's times where I'm like, I'm like, hold on, guys, wait a minute, wait a minute before we dive in and talk about this. There's no way we all have the answers when this literally just happened and we're, it's the first time any of us has heard of it. Yeah. So absolutely. But man, I, I really, really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on and talk with me. And I love your content. I love, I love your demeanor. I love the way you go about it. You, there's something about your voice, man. I can just sit there and listen to you talk. You know, it's like, <laughs> Thanks, you know, there, there's some, some people, and I don't mean this as in no knock when I say it, but there's, you know, some people's delivery is kind of like, almost like, will kind of sometimes make me tune out even if I agree with them. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just have a way of, of pulling me in and making me listen. And you've, you've challenged me and made me think. And that, that's why I've sent you messages in the past saying, Hey man, how should I respond to this? Because I just value your opinion. So I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day and you're welcome to come back anytime on the show and we'll do it again, man. Absolutely, man. Anytime you want me on, it was great. I'm glad to hear your perspective and yeah, let's do it more often, man. It's awesome. All right. It, sound, it sounds great. You have a good one, man. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye-bye. So once again, I just want to give a huge shout out and say a special thanks to Coach D for taking time out of his day to come on the show. I felt like it was a very productive conversation. Uh, Always great hearing from him and always great um, hearing his perspective on things because I just think he's one of the best voices out there. Uh, doing what it is that he does. So you guys be sure to go follow Coach D Speaks. He's on TikTok. He's on Instagram. Uh, Check him out and uh, follow him wherever it is you can find him and share his stuff and get his videos out there because he always has a unique and interesting perspective. And like I said at the end there, I just really love his demeanor and the way he carries himself. He draws you in and makes you listen. And we need more of that in this crazy world. So you guys be sure to go follow Coach D Speaks wherever it is that you consume your content. Um, you know, wrapping things up here, giving you guys a little bit of an update as to what's been going on in Brando's world. Well, we have finished recording the album Shots of Truth Volume 2. We got a total of 15 songs done. So Shots of Truth Volume 1 had 17. This album has 15. That's 32 songs this year. 
which is really hard to believe, but it's just been such a crazy year. Uh, there's been plenty of stuff to write about. And so uh, I was just lucky to have my antenna up and be capitalizing on those moments. You know, um, it was a whole lot of fun. We had a lot of fun making this record. We had Greg Horn on the pedal steel, uh, John Baker on the bass. We had Brian Stansbury on the drums and we had Greg Homer manning the mixing board and uh, steering the ship. And so uh, we just had a really good time knocking it out. Now all I've got to do is just get in there and finish up, you know, adding some harmony vocals and just doing the mixes and all that. And then we'll be ready to get it out to you. We're hoping to get it out on Black Friday. So just mark your calendars for then. Uh, I'm sure by then we just got a couple more sessions and we'll have it ready to go. I'm going to be releasing it first on the Bandcamp app. If you've never heard of Bandcamp, it's, yeah, it's like that one time at Bandcamp. Uh, go check it out. It's one of my favorite uh, music uh, apps because there's a whole lot of uh, great underground content on there. And there's also, you know, a lot of independent artists shares, you know, Bandcamp exclusive material there. So uh, be sure to check that app out. That's where I'm going to release it first on Black Friday. And uh, we're looking forward to getting it out to you. So uh, I'm, I'm working on getting some more guests to be on the show. I've talked to a couple of friends that I can't wait to bring on. And we're going to get back to doing some of the same type of episodes we were doing before we started having the guest. You know, I've, I've had a couple of requests that people have sent in, stuff they want me to talk about, certain Bible stories they want to hear me break down and hear my perspective on. So we will definitely be back in the saddle doing those kind of things. But uh, I'm just super excited having conversations uh, with like-minded people. When I first started this podcast, the, the concept was if these hills could talk, you would hear a different perspective because so many times in this part of the world, you know, the the right wing has the microphone and they're very loud and you wouldn't know that there's blue dots in this sea of red. You wouldn't know that it's even there. And so I wanted to give a, a voice to those kind of uh, people and those kind of ideas. And I feel like that on our side of the fence, there's enough diversity that we can have uh, debates and conversations uh, without trolling one another, if that makes sense. And so, uh, I just, again, I want to say, uh, thanks to, uh, coach D. I, I really enjoyed that. You know, I'm a guy, you know, 43 year old white guy from East Tennessee. He's a 48 year old black man from California. We had a great conversation and, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting talking to him about our upbringings and how we were brought up. And, and I think that's the kind of conversations the world needs to be having. And so that's what we want to have more of here on the show and so uh, if you guys have any recommendations or requests for guests, uh, reach out to me and let me know who you'd like to hear me talk with because um, I'm always looking for, uh, for new conversations to have and uh, new content to put out for you guys. So again, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, I'll be back next week and uh, you guys take care. Have a great week. You've been listening to If These Hills Could Talk. Uh, I'm Tennessee Brando. You guys keep tuning in. We'll keep telling you the truth.